friends, you've now entered the Man Cave Podcast, unplugged and unfiltered. This is a podcast where the topics are mostly about sports, but sometimes we mix in some other items, like, is Bigfoot real? Who is the best Batman? You're guided through each episode by a man who's the man for his time and place, Dan Casper. So welcome to the Man Cave, and stick around for a while. You're going to like it here. What up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Man Cave Podcast, brought to you by Toyson Ford and Hy-Vee. I am, of course, Dan Casper, your host for every episode of the Man Cave Podcast. And, well, we got a fun one uh, for you here this morning. I guess it's morning for me. Don't know what time it is for you all, depending on when you're listening to this episode. But uh, it's a DK show, Dan Casper show, instant replay. It's a fun one because Brandon Burdingham and myself... Uh, there was a question that was kind of trending on Twitter. Which fictional sports movie would you have uh, liked to have attended? You know, like the event and or the game in that sports movie. So Brandon and I had our top five list. Plus a lot of you during the radio show chimed in with your picks. So we got that. Also, I'm talking a little uh, Packers Commanders previewing that and why I'm nervous about this Packers and Commanders game. Plus we throw in a little Bucks chat and a little baseball chat and some college football uh, talk on there as well. So enjoy this episode of the Man Cave Podcast. Talking a little uh, Packers Commanders. And I'll just flat out say it, everybody. A little bit nervous. I am I am a little bit nervous right now. I mean, given what we have seen the last couple weeks here, yeah, I, I, I'm nervous. More nervous than what I thought I was going to be heading into a game against Washington. Um, and I'll be straight up with you, too. I'd rather have Green Bay facing Carson Wentz than Taylor Heineke. I just think, you know, Taylor Heineke, he's going to come out. We saw him last year with, with Washington. Threw for over 250 yards, rushed for almost 100 yards. So he's able to use his legs. But you got a backup quarterback coming into a situation where, you know, he's a little bit of a gunslinger. Doesn't You know, he doesn't play too uh, timid. Right, he's willing to take some risks and all that sort of stuff, and you know, bringing in that more athletic quarterback, I'm actually a little bit more nervous with with this thing here. So, and you and you kind of look at Washington too, and I mean, they've got if we're looking at the offense here, they've got some playmakers. You know, they're going right now with uh, what looks like to be kind of a three headed running back uh, system. You got Gibson, Brian Robinson. Uh, what a what a story from from him. What uh, a couple months ago, recovering from gunshot wounds, and now he's he's back on the field and 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 playing. He's already played in a couple games uh, here for the uh, for for Washington. So I mean, Gibson is a player that obviously has you know showed he can run the ball, but also catch it out of the catch it out of the backfield too. So you know, with with the Packers defense that has been struggling. To, to stop the run on a consistent basis here. You're going up against, you know, a couple of uh, running backs, talented running backs here. Well, I could give them some fits. And then, of course, the, the mobility of, of Taylor Heineke. And then you kind of look on the uh, the receiving side of things. Terry McLaurin. Sure, some of you probably have him on your fantasy football teams. You got Curtis Samuel. You got the rookie Dotson. Now, I'll be curious with, with Dotson coming up here because he did re-aggravate his hamstring injury in practice yesterday. Uh, was trying to find out a little bit more because there was video where he kind of like, you know, laid up uh, a little bit. But he said afterwards that he aggravated his hamstring injury. Uh, but he also said it's not too bad, should be all right, just need to rest it. Now, I don't know if that means he will be out for for this game. Against uh, against Green Bay or not, but something to monitor. But I mean, you look at these players on offense, right? And you're like, well, how come they're not doing a whole lot more? And and you kind of wonder, is it because of the quarterback? Is it because of Carson Wentz? And that's what kind of makes me a little bit nervous here with with an athletic quarterback of a Taylor Heineke kind of going out there and just like letting it fly, making some plays with his feet, you know. If he's able to scramble and he's able to get out of the pocket, extend those plays, 
can those receivers kind of break that coverage and and be able to you know make some big plays and pick up some yardages that way so yeah i'm a little nervous and then you know you look at uh washington's defense i know we talked about it the other day but pressure rates right towards the top there with green bay uh they're right there with green bay too in terms of one of the better third down defenses in the league but both washington and green bay not so great on first down and when you look at washington's defense i mean it's it's the front even without um um you know oh man i just blanked on his name from uh from chase young even without chase young they still got Jonathan Allen up there, Montez Sweat up there, bunch of first rounders up on that uh, on that front that can get after the quarterback. You know, Jonathan Allen this year's got three and a half. Payne's got three and a half. Then you got uh, Davis, the linebackers actually got three sacks on there too. So they've been able to get after the quarterback. So what are the keys to victory? What are the the key matchups in this thing. Well, I think one of the key matchups, I, I, I think it's it's clear, it's Packers offensive line going up against Washington's front. I mean, this offensive line was awful besides Bakhtiari and Myers last week. It was awful. Are we going to see a change against Washington? Are we going to see... Yash playing right tackle. Are we going to see Elton Jenkins moved inside? Could we see both guards of Runyon and Newman benched? We're going to see the rookie Zach Tom. We have no idea, and honestly, we probably won't know until Sunday when they're out there warming up and the reporters are out there like, oh, that's the five that's warming up right now. Because what we saw against the Jets was inexcusable from what we saw from those guards and even Elton Jenkins too inexcusable you can you're not gonna win ball games with an offensive line play like we saw last week so step up man up and bounce back from that performance against the Jets starts with the Packers offensive line able to protect the quarterback able to open up running lanes for that running game. And uh, let's, you know, when we actually have a, a successful run, let's try not to get flagged for a penalty for holding too, okay? Don't need to be taking that uh, energy out of there and sucking that thing out. Offensive line play for Green Bay has to step it up and go out there and dominate the line of scrimmage. Getting that running game going. Stick. I don't want to hear another week of like, yeah, that's unacceptable that Aaron Jones didn't get that many carries. I don't want to hear that anymore. Just no. Get him the ball. Teams are going to consistently now challenge Green Bay's receivers. You know, at the beginning of the year, we heard Aaron say, yeah, I hope teams play more one high safety. Okay, well, you know what? Teams probably are going to play more one-high safety until you figure out the passing game, until you figure out the the you know executions better. But that doesn't mean to give go away from giving the ball to your best offensive skill maker on a more consistent basis. Get Aaron Jones involved in this game plan. Running the ball. Getting the ball in the passing game to him. You've got to get the ball to 33. You have to. And then, you know, looking at the... uh, Let me just kind of... So Washington, before we get to the next one, Washington, if you're looking at it, uh, rushing yards uh, allowed per game. Washington here is... I mean, they're they're not much better than Green Bay. Washington gives up 131.7 yards per game on the ground. Green Bay is right behind them at uh, 135.2. Carolina is the team in between them. You're talking Green Bay and Washington, both in the bottom tier 
in terms of what how much how many yards they give up on the ground. Got Aaron Jones. Okay. Keep feeding them. Then you know that's what's gonna help out your your passing attack is if you can keep feeding Aaron Jones and you're gonna have success running the football against them. Set up your play action game. You're gonna be able to get the ball to to your receivers, to your tight ends. Establish that run. Have success running the football. And then get that ball, use that play action. We know Aaron's one of the better ones at play action. But it ain't going to work unless you get that running game going. And you know what? The other side of this, too, I'd probably be a little bit nervous to run play action if my offensive line can't block up front. Just saying, you know. I know. But get Aaron Jones going. Get that running game going. Get A.J. Dillon in a little bit of a groove as well. Get that play-action thing going. Have some extended drives. Have six, seven-minute drives. Ending with tuds with those touchdowns and not field goals. Defensively for, for Green Bay. You could probably make the case here, too. It's like, okay, key matchup defensively. What is it? Well, it's going to be the front seven, not necessarily just the front. It's going to be the front seven. It's a different game plan going up against Taylor Heineke than what it would be for Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz is a statue back there. Taylor Heineke has got the legs. You You have to acknowledge that, and you have to be careful with that. Green Bay's been top 10 team and getting pressure at quarterbacks, but if you can get that pressure from the outside, you better have that uh, that middle clogged up so he can't step up, and he can pick up a first down with his legs. You've got to collapse the pocket. You've got to bring the pressure up the middle. Don't let him step up. And then, if he's able to hit the outside, you have got to do a better job at setting the edge. Be fully aware of Taylor Heineke and him scrambling and running with the football. Make him uncomfortable. Make him try to, you know, make some mistakes. Throw in a tight coverage. But if you get that pressure, you have got to collapse the pocket. It's got to come from up the middle and contain the outside. Or if it's coming from the outside, that middle, that there's got to be a wall there that he cannot really step up and run for you know 10 yards or whatever. That's that front. That's the defensive lineman. That's the outside linebackers. But it's also those inside linebackers. Quay Walker, I'm looking at you, man. Okay, show off that speed. This is a game for Quay Walker to kind of, you know, like, all right, I got to, you know, Taylor Heineke might be my guy. I got I to gotta focus on him too. But also with these running backs that we just went through, with Gibson and Robinson, these inside linebackers, you're going to have your hands full. Let's see that sideline to sideline speed that we keep hearing about. You know, Devondre Campbell so far this year, I know people have kind of been like up and down on him. But so far this year, he's been pretty solid in coverage. He's going to have his hands full with these running backs. Because if Green Bay continues, which it sounds like from Joe Barry yesterday, if Green Bay continues to let their corners go out there and play a little pressure, play, you know, when I say pressure, up in their face, play some more man. And if they have success at that, Taylor Heineke might be looking to kind of a little dink and dunk to his wide receivers and getting the ball in their hands and letting them make some plays. So, puts more pressure on those inside linebackers of a Walker and a Campbell. Heads on swivels. And when you've got, you know... I think, to me, an intriguing matchup in this one is going to be these Washington receivers and these Packers corners. Because you've got good receivers with Washington going up against good corners in Green Bay. And if they do continue, or if they do for the most part, line up man-on-man, I think that's going to be a good battle. 
That's going to be a fun one to watch when we look at these key matchups here. You know, McLaurin versus, you know, Jair or, you know, uh, again, it depends a lot on Dotson if he's going to play in this game. You know, Stokes and Samuel or Douglas and, and uh, you know, whoever he will line up against. But that's going to be a fun one right there, too. But if they those corners can can lock down those receivers and make Taylor kind of hold on to that ball a little bit more and those inside linebackers are able to kind of cover those those running backs, that pressure better get there quick on Taylor Heineke and collapse that pocket. That's a lot, though. That's a lot to ask. And they've got to make sure that, you know, when we look at the numbers, don't allow those big plays on first down. Green Bay's defense has struggled on first down. All right? Make a big play on first down right away. Get them in long situations. Don't don't let them pick up some big plays and, and get into, like, third and twos or third and ones. Make a play and get them in those long situations. Second and 12. Third and, third and 10. Right? Make it difficult on Washington. And I want to see this Packers defense just tackle better than what they were at the end of the game yes, last week. You know, whether it was just, you know, they were getting tired or what, but you got to tackle better. You got to wrap these guys up better. You, you can't get away with what, what was going on towards the end of the game last week, right? You know, whenever we saw Brees Hall or even Michael Carter kind of running with the ball and it's like, how many tackles do those guys break, it seemed like? You know, officially it might not be as much as what we saw on the two, but it was like, just, just you know, wrap them up and get them down. Come on, no. let's go. Don't allow them to have those big plays, and don't don't allow Washington's offense to, to be on that field for six, seven minutes on a drive. Just can't. Can't do it. But this is a huge game for Green Bay. I don't care what week it is. I don't care the opponent. Looking at the situation at hand, week seven, you're three and three. You've got Buffalo. You better not be looking at Buffalo the following week. You you don't have the luxury, Green Bay, to be looking past Washington right now and kind of eyeing up that game at Buffalo. You don't have that luxury. Mm-mm. No. You've got to win this game against Washington. We can look past it because we're looking at this schedule and like, okay, after Washington, you're at Buffalo, you're at Detroit, which, you know, Detroit I know has come down here, but then it's like Dallas, Tennessee, and Philadelphia. Washington, Buffalo, Detroit, Dallas, Tennessee, Philadelphia. It ain't getting any easier. You've got to win this game against Washington. To me, this is a must win. You've, you can't go into Buffalo a game under 500. You've got to take care of your business. Because, whoo, man. Starting next week and, well, through the month of November, we're going to have some tough games. Green Bay's going to have some tough, tough games. You want to be a playoff team, you better win some of those games, though, too. And right now, the way Green Bay's playing, I I don't have any confidence. You know, I'm not guaranteeing anything. This Washington game, Washington game makes me a little bit nervous because you're looking at it on paper and you look at these players and it's like, you know, Washington's got some dudes. And the way Green Bay's been playing, it's like, it makes you a little bit nervous. And it kind of makes your head scratch, too. It's like, you know, Washington's got some playmakers, but why haven't they been doing anything like on offense and, and maybe putting up enough points? Yeah, I, I think a lot of it is because of the quarterback play. And I guess you kind of have to uh, maybe kind of question, you know, the, the offensive mindset, coaching-wise, play calls.
At Toyson Ford, they're proud to serve the drivers of Chippewa Falls with some of the most popular vehicles around Wisconsin and the country. They're committed to giving drivers from across the Eau Claire, Bloomer, and Elk Mound region the best in customer service with a top-notch selection of brand new vehicles to choose from, as well as an extensive inventory of pre-owned crossover SUV and trucks. Plus, with their expert finance, service, and parts center in-house, they strive to be your one-stop dealer dealership for all of your automotive needs check them out today at toysandford.net let's uh kind of hit up on some other stuff here so bucks got the victory last night although that looked like they were going to squander it away there for a little bit but uh thanks to a wesley matthews uh three with 23 seconds left they're able to hold on to victory um bucks obviously still playing shorthanded with no chris milton and no pat connington recovering and no joe inglis for a while that's right so they're Getting a win uh, against Philadelphia, which could be a team that you know is yeah, that tiebreaker. Yeah, that tiebreaker might matter. Yeah, Philadelphia started off zero two now. Uh, Bucks starting off one and zero. It's kind of a block party there between Giannis and Brooke Lopez. Brooke Lopez also contributing seventeen points too mm-hmm. uh, in the game. So, nice to have him out there to start the year this year. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So uh, the big thing that, that I, James Harden looked. I mean, he scored over thirty points, but uh, they held the 76ers to just five of, was it 20s or 30-something from the field? They yeah, only they, shot 20% yeah, from they three. Were, it was not good from three, which obviously, you know, defensively, I think Bucks fans are going to be thrilled about after you know the last few years, the Bucks really selling out to you know protect the paint mm-hmm. and leaving, especially in that Celtics series, a lot of wide-open shots. Yep. So I think, you know, obviously only one game, but that's got to be something to be excited about here. Yep. Um, yeah, five of 24. Five of 24. It's like so. me shooting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that's kind of I'm like five to James Harden, you know, and, and he only shot it uh, seven times from three, one of seven. But uh, Joel Embiid, they held him in check fairly well, six of twenty one from mm-hmm. the field. But Drew Holiday also struggled a little bit from a little the field. bit, but he made up for the defense. Had a, mm-hmm. had a nice, you know, especially late that last one of those last possessions against Harden had a you know yep. really nice series defensively. And I honestly think that's what you have to that's what you have to expect from Drew Holiday. Yeah, the defense is always going to be there, like the offense. Will kind of come and go a little bit, but you know that's not as big of a deal when they're a little bit closer to full strength. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, not sure. This texter asking if Brook Lopez can please stop shooting threes. He did not make a single one last night. Uh, he made four of them uh, last night. So uh, Brook Lopez, yeah, did make four of them last night. So, um, but I mean, throughout his career, uh, I mean that's kind of been his game. It's, he it's, has, well, it's been weird because like he didn't do it too much until he got to Milwaukee, right? And they started doing it and was pretty decent at it. Mm-hmm. Like you know, that's just weird that someone would go from like I'm not ever shooting threes to suddenly like you know what I'm going to start shooting threes. Yeah, and to, and to be good at it. Yeah, I mean he's thirty four and a half, thirty six, thirty three, thirty five and a thirty thirty five point eight last year, which is not bad for for a big guy. Yeah, but yeah, I'm not quite sure what that. Yeah, he he made four of them last twelve of his seventeen. Came from three last night, so. But that's kind of the trend of the game, isn't it? Yeah, the perimeter game. Yep, that's Shooting a lot. That's a lot and, of it. Yep. So, unless you're kind of old schooler and you still like the inside out type of game, but. Uh, Giannis did did shoot make one three. Maybe that was what they're. He still did to. plenty of the other things that Giannis is going to do. So yeah, that's exactly, that's that's yeah. fine, just fine. Yeah, one of three. Drew was zero for six. Yes. from from the from the three point line. So uh, shooting, shooting like Drew Bledsoe. Ooh, look at that. <laughs> uh, but no, going back to to Drew Holiday, I was gonna, like, I feel like that's kind of what you have to kind of. He's been up and down with his offense, yep. but you kind of have to factor in how much energies he put in towards defense where that, that yeah. affects and his I think offensive that, game. I think that really hurt them in the Celtics series once without Middleton. Mm-hmm. Like you can you're kind of okay with that trade off. You know, we saw that a lot the year before, you know, when they won the title. Like you're you're okay with that trade off when you have the other options there. Especially someone like, you know, Middleton that can, you know, yeah. shoot the lights out. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, ideally as long as you're set up when the time comes, because I probably fun. don't win that finals without Drew Holiday's defensive performance no. against Paul and Booker absolutely not, yeah. absolutely not. So, um, I know we're we're a game into it, but you know, for your season predictions for the Bucks, are you picking them to, to go all? Vegas loves them. I say, there's of, a, and that's the thing. Like, there's a lot of different people that like that really like them. Like, which kind of surprised me. I thought people would be on that Boston bandwagon a little yeah. bit. Yeah, 
maybe the I, I think maybe the being without the coach is gonna hurt. You know, mm-hmm. and then I mean, Brooklyn. Who knows? Yeah, I mean we don't know. Cleveland got better. You know, Philly. Yep. Philly's gonna be right there too. Like it's gonna be fun, but. And I mean, Miami was the one seed last year. You don't know what to. I don't know what to expect from like Miami. Yeah, but, Chicago. You know, Chicago had a kind of a, a plucky upstart team last year. Mm-hmm. They'll be in the. They'll be in the fight. Yep. I still feel like you know, it's going to be. Yeah, we had uh, Jim Ozarski on yesterday, and he had. He thought it was like Brooklyn or Boston would be the two teams. If he first of all he picked Milwaukee to go through the East, but he said if there was the biggest threat, he kind of thought maybe Brooklyn or Boston. You know, I thought maybe it would be Philly too, but again, it's like, and I don't want to read into just two games to start the season. But there's like, like, well, it depends on Harden, maybe a little bit there. You know, Joel Embiid's pretty darn solid. Yep. Brooklyn's like, well, it depends on Kyrie. Yeah. You know, Boston, they got talent, but then you got the coach over there. Yeah, you're mesh. You're trying to mesh there. Yeah. So it's like, is it fair to say that Milwaukee has the last questions? Fewer Could questions. Be. Like they, I think they're the most. They feel to be the most solid, mm-hmm. and yeah, and that, and you know, assuming there isn't some sort of catastrophic injury or something, right? But yeah, they're right now. I think you, you look at them as the team that's kind of the most cohesive, right? Uh, Lakers also lost again last night to to the Clippers, so you got the, the Lakers and the Seventy Sixers both off to zero in two starts, and the because you know one of the headlines on the the mothership already is again LeBron talking about shooters. Just, you know, quote, won't harp as shooting woes continue. So, Kawhi came off the bench last night, too. He did. As working his way back. Yep. So, uh, Bucks back at it Saturday against uh, against the Houston Rockets. So, Major League Baseball playoffs continue. Houston picking up a 3-2 to two victory last night. I know Aaron Boone was like, well, if the roof was, you know, covered, well, Aaron Judge could have. I'm like, well, yeah, if, he still didn't, but, you know. If, if, if ifs and buts were candy and nuts. Yep. So Houston taking the 2 nothing lead. Padres and Phillies game three tonight. That's tied up right now. Um, hey, are you still kind of watching? Are you kind of, you know, I mean, you're a baseball guy. Are you oh, paying yeah. attention? Yeah. You enjoy? I mean, are they good or is it? Like, I've enjoyed. I, I these have rather been, I have the think lesser of two evils here. I think they've been pretty enjoyable playoffs. I just wish I could enjoy them a little bit more with the team in the you know in, in the mix. Yeah. But I mean, obviously the you know there there's the 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 connection in the NL series with you know with Josh Hader and to a lesser extent Trent Grisham. Right. You know, over there, and then I guess if you want to go a little bit you know older school, I guess Gene Segura with the Phillies. But you know, it's been a fun series. So I got to ask you. Christian Yelich going to win that gold glove. <laughs> Man, if somebody tries to tell you that someone's a good defender and they point to gold gloves, to me that's... Is it a, losing its luster? Gold gloves? A lot. I, yeah. A lot. Like, I and I felt this way for a while because, I mean, like going back, I think it was it was sometime in the 90s, early 2000s when Rafael Palmero won one at first base when he played pretty much all DH. No. Like, and it's weird because... Now, I saw Adam McCauley say, well, it's because, you know, Christian Yelich... He played a lot. ...a lot in left field. But you know. it's one of those things where, like, both, both I think the eye test and analytics would say he's not very good mm-hmm. in left field. But, and usually when the eye test and the analytics kind of meet on something, it's kind of, you know, it feels like it should be obvious. Yeah. But apparently that's not the case here. I mean, I don't expect him to win. Right. And and, and to be fair to Yelich, he's not the only one that's nominated that's, you know, not... Probably shouldn't be either. like Juan Soto, you know, in right field. His, in right field, his you know his metrics Which, have been pretty bad, and I'm not even, and that's not to say anything about you know the the play yesterday where he shout lost out because Dalton Varsho's nominated yeah yep right kudos field. to yeah. Marshfield native former yep. Expressor yep so Dalton Varsho up for it yep he's going up against uh, Soto and Mookie Betts and that might be tough Betts, with Mookie yeah I was gonna say he's I, I definitely think he's got a better case than uh, Soto but mm-hmm. Betts is that's tough yeah. I still think it's awesome that you can play catcher one day and then go out there and be a gold glove finalist. Especially if he's on your fantasy baseball team. <laughs> nice. Uh, Corbin Burns also nominated yep. for, for a gold glove there, too. So could, win, you, it, could win a Cy Young one year and a gold glove the next. Do you think he has a legit shot to, to win it? I honestly don't know. Like I you know, feel like we can always see a little bit more of the eye test when it comes to you know players playing you know certain positions, but pitcher's probably not one of them. Like, yeah. I don't know. I just... I don't have like I just know yeah Greg Maddox won a bunch yeah, yeah. I don't I don't have a harsh or a sharp opinion on it because I I don't really know what to say right but if but he's there I, I think we all were like yeah there's no way Christian Yelich no sorry Christian no but, offense you know, but 
But you know, it's something though to, because a lot of these players they've got bonuses in their contracts yeah. if they you know finalists or they win it. Yeah, you know, it's like Pro Bowl. Yeah, and and, for, and for now, NFL but contract. now you're seeing like in baseball ones like you're they're removing him for like innings pitched and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, they're finding other things for it because obviously with you know with the way pitchers are being handled now, that's not as common. Right, and they probably just want to avoid the headache of oh, we got two starts left, and if he pitches, you know. 13 innings and then a pitcher wanting to come out but they're not wanting to come out and you know yeah i almost feel like and again i'm not trying to knock it because i'd be pumped if i wanted to but it's like he's got a no too it's like yeah i probably shouldn't have yeah yeah but hey, don't don't apologize for it yeah right? exactly he wouldn't be let's put it this way if he won he would not be the first person that won that you know you might have some that you may not agree with mm-hmm. so it's he won't be the he wouldn't be the first he wouldn't be the last i think it just kind of really surprised people when yes. it came out yesterday that surprised it was, me yeah uh, i'm like oh okay you know was it ian happ is the other one i think it's ian happ is it david peralta yes yeah which is interesting because weren't those two names as possible trade targets for the brewers yeah you know like hey brewers should maybe look at getting those guys and trent grisham yeah. Finalist for center and field. Yeah, and it's funny because a lot of times what you hear now the kind of the running joke with the gold glove is you have to hit well enough to get the gold glove. Mm. Like there's because there's guys out there that have great gloves but no bat. Right. And you know that, that don't get those honors. Mm-hmm. And I mean Grisham is someone he's he's hit, he's had big hits in the playoffs, but his you know his regular season offensive output was not too great. Right. So, but he's he's won it before. So once you kind of get on that radar, you're just kind of on that radar. Mm-hmm. Because they announced those on the first, I think, is what I, I so. read, November first. Because don't they? Yeah, that's their week. They have that week, of, yeah. Because that should be when the uh, manager MVP and all that stuff. Yep, and because yep. now they do like an all MLB team, don't they? Yes, they just started that a couple years ago. Yes. Which kind of weird. It took a while for them to do that since everybody else does something like that. But yeah, yeah. All right. So, but well, we'll see. We need something to cheer about for Spurs <laughs> to, to kind of write home about. So. What? Okay. I'll tell you. In the, I'll tell you in the break. Okay. Uh, did he, Did you celebrate the sports equinox yesterday? By the way. No, but I saw it. Yeah, I didn't realize that. Did yeah. you? Well, I saw Pat McAfee kind of joking about. It. I'm like, okay, well, you know. But it was NFL played, NBA played, MLB played, NHL. MLS played, NHL, NHL played. played. So you college football all, played. College. I mean, golf played. PGA golf, golf yeah. played. Was it? They said only like the twenty seventh time. Yeah, this one, uh, Thursday, there will be no shortage. All five major sports leagues in North America uh, will be playing. Uh, yeah, 27th sports equinox ever, all time. Interesting, they put MLS in there, but they didn't put PGA on there. Hmm. Because there was, was it some sort of cup thing that they yeah. had playing yesterday, yep. too. So, But, yeah, if I would have known that, I would have uh, maybe celebrated a little bit more. You would have worn your sports equinox shirt. Oh, I mean, it's like a solar eclipse. Very rare when it but this happens. This you can That's actually, why October is the best sports month, everybody. But, but this you can actually look at. <laughs> That's true. Go ahead and stare. <laughs> That's why October is the best sports month. April true. is second. Sorry. It's true. As when the you, old TBS uh, ad for the Major League Baseball playoffs said, legends are born in October. Ooh, that is a good old classic one right there. I think that's that's the that's the 2011 Brewers. Uh, how many times do we hear written in the stars between those two series? Written in the stars, a million miles away. <laughs> That's, those are the only words I know. Seasons come and go. I know the. I, yeah, I know the the. And the I'm melody. on my way. <laughs> that was a magical year, though. It was, man. And I think it stuck with me because I was at Game Five. You were. And it was a freaking awesome game and confetti. And my wife threw away the confetti that I saved. From that game, not happy, and there, we'll just say there was a styrofoam cooler left somewhere that was. I left something in that cooler after the game. A lot of beverages were taken. Ah, yeah. Your tailgating headquarters is at High V in Eau Claire. Their top-of-the-line meat department, which includes the Dan Good Burger, will make you the talk of your tailgate party. And the dips for snacking? Those are what will make you an MVP on game days. And you never have to worry about High V not having what you need. 
because their shelves and coolers are always stocked up with your favorite goods. Be the MVP of your tailgate party with the help from another MVP. That's Hy-Vee in Eau Claire, located at 2424 East Claremont Avenue. What fictional sporting event would you most want uh, want to have attended? Uh, we put it up on Facebook. We put it up on Twitter. We went through a lot of the, the picks out there. Um, some of them on Twitter that I did not get to. I mean, a lot of them are, are, are the same ones. You know, you got your major leagues. You've got, you know, Space Jam is a very, very popular one. Um, that base, ha- basketball. That happened, though. Space Jam, <laughs> right? Bill Murray was a key figure in that one, too. Basketball was, was another one uh, on there, too. So, all right, Brandon. I will uh, – should we go – start off i got mine in order do you have yours in order like i do okay so let's start off with five for each of us okay so you go first i've got one and if this doesn't count because it's technically not a sports movie but it's like a competition involving sports stuff i'll I'll allow it okay and i haven't heard anyone say it either so that was that's why i was wondering if i am counting to go back in time i want to watch the apache relay from the movie heavyweights There's football throwing, there's balloon shaving, there's go-kart racing. I would want to watch that. All right, that's a good one. You, you're you starting off hot right now, man. That's number five? That's number five. Uh, my number five is, you know, it's uh, I went with uh, Mighty Ducks D2 USA versus Iceland. Not Trinidad Tobago, but I'm going with the with the Gunner Stahl and Gordon Bombay and Cat Stevens getting, getting a save at the end. Cat Stevens is a... Singer. Julie Stevens. <laughs> Julie the cat. Julie the cat Stevens. That's what I was getting at. On, I don't man. think that's right, though. What? I don't think her last name is Stevens. I thought it was. No. What was it? I think it's Gaffney. You're right. Oh, I had it set up in my head. It was Steven. Why did I have Stevens? Probably because I thought cat and then cat Stevens. I'm God, sure what an idiot I am. Holy moly. Well, anyways, that's my fifth one. Starting out strong. Yeah, starting out very strong. Uh, Four. First one that somebody had mentioned, I'm going to watch the Bourbon Bowl. SCLSU Mud Dogs versus Louisiana. Bobby Boucher shows up at halftime. I really felt like I was uh, Coach Klein watching that Packer game last week at halftime. Anybody got any bright ideas of what's going on? It's because he didn't hold anything back. back. (laughs) Really enjoy the uh, subtle uh, guest appearances in that. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, mine might surprise people why it's not higher. I went with uh, Rocky versus Drago in Rocky Four and that fight. So that's that's my number four. The reason why is because I don't know if I'd want to go on enemy turf to watch that. Yeah, that's a different time. It is. You know, if it was in the U.S., I probably would be like that'd yeah. be number one. But but that would also be part of the. Uh, that's also part of the ambiance. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right, number three. Number three, uh, another one that was, I, I believe, somebody mentioned, but I'm going to go watch Happy Gilmore at the Tour Championship. All right. Win that gold jacket. Yeah. You'll see a lot going on in that one. Yeah. Should McGavin part running of it. for his life and the tower Took falling. Falling down. Yep. Getting hit by a car. Yeah. So I went uh, Space Jam in the Monstars because how often could you see, you know, Bill Murray playing a pivotal role in a game? Uh, Jordan turning into Stretch Armstrong at the end. So, I mean, this and, and the fact that Jordan could have been, you know, taken away if he would have lost because that was the deal, remember? High stakes. Yeah, high stakes. So I went Space Jam number three, which, again, probably surprises some people that it's not higher on my list. But We never would have got to see Michael Jordan as a wizard. No, nope. no, nope. exactly. All right, number two. Number two, uh, one you mentioned, but uh, D2. Oh, you got it up there. Okay. I do. I mean, I'm... Uh, that game or... Yes, okay. it has. Yeah, to, yeah. not has the game where not the game where they beat Trinidad and Tobago like twelve to one. It would have to be that one. I mean, the Junior Goodwill Games. <laughs> I'm, surprised I, you, I'm surprised you went D two, not the first one. I, I don't know. I, I honestly, I that might be one of the. I think I might like the second movie more than the first. I love the second one more than the first. Yes, yep. and and that's like, and this is a high bar and a higher bar. Yeah. But I, I do think I enjoy the second movie. And more. how often do you say that about sequels? Like, yeah, not often. Yeah. So no, I, I yes, definitely that. I had uh, I had that one on VHS. Uh, my number two was originally my number one, but I dropped it down. Ooh. And only one person mentioned this one. But I mean, if you've got a chance to see 
ghosts of greats play a game, Field of Dreams has to be on there. So if you could go and watch a baseball game in the middle of a cornfield and you've got Shoeless Joe Jackson's ghosts playing and some of the greats playing, sign me up for that. Field of Dreams is my number two on there. I mean, the historical ass, if you're a history guy and that, that sort of stuff, yeah, Field of Dreams for me. You just got to make sure you can see them, though. You know, which at the end, I don't want to spoil the ending of the movie for anybody who hasn't, if there is anybody who hasn't seen it, but you probably would. I so. haven't seen Titanic either. Don't spoil that. <laughs> You're going to be disappointed. Uh, it depends. Maybe. All right. Number one. Number one. Can I guess your number one? I think it's pretty obvious. I think, you, I think you know what it is. Okay. Major League? Yes. Okay. The first one, yes. It's, yes. Jake Taylor? Yes. It's my favorite movie of all time, and I would absolutely want to be there. Okay. Um, you ready for my number one, which might surprise people? Is it? Is we did it, we did mention basketball. Somebody already did. Yes, yes. Which that was an honorable mention for me. Was it okay. to be there for one for the Denslow Cup? Absolutely. Okay. Um, can I take a guess? Go for it. Are you going to be there for the day of draft day? <laughs> That's a guy never even thought of that. That would could you be in the room? Could you be Ooh, in the world? I didn't even think of that. That would. You know what? That might be an honorable mention for me. One of my other honorable mentions, it was at five, but I subbed it out, was uh, the final round for Tin Cup. Um, that was on there, but I took that one out. I was a little surprised that, no, I guess I got space. I was going to say no basketball, but when you think about like basketball ones, a lot of them are based off of true stories. Yeah, like yeah. some of those. And But uh, number one for me, it, I think, is a very – in the uh, in the lore of this character is an underrated one, but it's got the best. Yes, oh, I was going to register a guess. Yeah, go for it. Airbud. <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> Rocky two. Because of that final fight going back and forth, and then we all know how it ended, right? They both fall, and then it's a race to get up first. I mean, come on, that high suspect. Even to this day, when I watch that movie, I'm at the edge of my seat yelling. Get the you know what up. So to me, Rocky two, Rocky versus Creed, and that fight because of going the full fifteen, the back and forth. I mean, and how it yeah, Rocky two number one. I'd want to be there in that environment. Part of me would want to have an honorable mention of Creed versus Drago just to see Creed's entrance. <laughs> Living because, in America? Because that is like a straight-up pro wrestling thing, mm-hmm. and I love it. Yeah. He kind of, you know, in the first Rocky, he was throwing quarters out in his entrance to going up there. I'm surprised nobody said Rocky Three with uh, Rocky and Thunderlips. Yeah. That was a that was a crazy environment. Mm-hmm. Their own people. and Yeah. Was, was there any movies with, like, wrestling that was... I mean, there's The Wrestler, but I've never I was watched saying, that. Well, and the, I have, I mean, a while ago... And it's a, it's it was really critically acclaimed, but kind of a sad ending to the movie that you probably won't want to be there for. Okay. Um, the only other one I can think of is in the late '80s, No Holds Barred, which mm. had Hulk Hogan in it. Yeah. Which was kind of a kind of a, a cult favorite as far as kind of like being a a good bad movie. Mm-hmm. But now. Yeah, I'm kind of going through you know because obviously some of these movies that are not eligible as Miracle, because yeah, it's real. I don't think Ready to, Ready to Rumble is a wrestling movie, but I don't think that would count. What about, uh, uh, you know, because it's there, this one would be tricky because did it actually happen this way? Like Rudy. You know, because there's always this back and forth. Well, yes. you know, did they really chant? You know, didn't all that sort of, you know. Was he offsides? <laughs> but the guy was real. Yes. But did it, you know, was, was it kind of up there a little bit? I'm surprised they've. <laughs> okay, I don't know why they've got this one under, but. This uh, Rolling Stone has the Big Lebowski as a, the twentieth best sports movie. Is it bowl? Because they bowl, I guess. Yeah. And there, and maybe I want to see Walter like. And someone cares about the rules. Yeah. Maybe I want to be there when when Walter busts out the the firearm and says "Market Zero," <laughs> or brings a little dog with him. I'm calm. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. I'm trying to think of some other ones that are. What about uh, the? Uh, White men can't jump that final game. Yeah. When Woody Harrelson finally dunks in the three-on-three tournament. That would be a good one, maybe, depending. 
a movie I liked as a kid that I don't think anyone ever talks about basketball related. Did you ever see Celtic Pride? I have not. It's got Daniel Stern, Dan Aykroyd. I've heard um, of it. I've never watched it though. I, mean, I haven't watched it in a while, but I it, like that was an I mean, it was an interesting one. I mean mm-hmm. the the synopsis of it is uh, Stern and Aykroyd are big Celtics fans, mm-hmm. and to try to help the Celtics win the NBA Finals, they try to kidnap. I think it's Keenan Wayne's. Oh no! I know. Okay, now I, Wayne, know. I think yeah. it's one of the Wayne's brothers. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of resonating now in my head. Yep, a little bit there. Yes. Days of Thunder. Days of Thunder would be a good one. That final Watch, race. Yeah. That'd be a good one on there. I feel like we're missing a bunch, but oh, I'm sure. You know, we could go rookie of the year, the slow pitch pitch right at the end. Someone could do that and be a hero. Yeah, we could see Rocket for a little bit. Grunting it out. Yeah, see here, Gary Busey noises. Uh, little Big League. Yeah. Him and uh, the King, twins and uh, Griffey, the Mariners. Ken Griffey ripping his heart off his chest. And Randy Johnson. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Who is, when he, well, you may know Randy Johnson as a photographer, but back in his day, he was actually a baseball pitcher. Isn't that wild how he's, like, we were talking about that last week. That's so cool. I love that. Um, okay. We got, you guys can keep your picks coming. Text those babies, uh, 715. Uh, what is our number? 830 <laughs> 715-830-1912. We still got to do a little shootout. You ready to do I got some for a shootout. You said do you? I'm going to reach over there and punch you. Um, I've got a few for shootout because we did this one. So you ready? I got an intro for shootout. You can only pick one, so which is it going to be? Let's decide. In shootout. Ready? Kyrie Irving or James Harden? You got to pick one. James Harden. I don't like either. Oh, neither do <laughs> I, but you have to pick one. The intro says so. Because I'm factoring in, you know, you got to deal with them. Yes. You know, not just playing skills. Yeah. But the whole, the whole, the Magilla. whole shebang. The whole Magilla. I'd probably go Harden, too. And that's tough. Uh, Bailey or Mac? If you're Bill Belichick, when you said Mac, the first thing I thought of was Mac from "It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia." <laughs> um, I think you got to go back to Mac. I think you do, but that leash is shorter now, yeah, isn't yes. it? Yeah. If he if he comes out against Chicago Monday night in that epic Monday night football game, yeah, and you know struggles. Holy moly! How things have turned. Wow. Um, got to pick one to cheer for Yankees or Astros. Yankees. Ooh, that was quick. Yep. Just because of the cheating thing with the Astros, and, or and there's this Yankees team. There's really nobody on it that I look at and like, you know, that I'm just like, Ugh, I don't like them. Mm-hmm. You know, th- there's been that case with teams in the past, but not really with this one. You know, I just, oh. yeah. Okay. Um, I'm gonna go Astros because I just want Dusty Baker to get one. That would be yes. That's the one. That would be the one kind of redeeming quality. Would be Dusty Baker getting one. I'd yeah. I'd be okay with that. You haven't really heard about you know like Altuve's struggling so far. Yeah, at the plate at least. But, but yeah, yeah. but um, beef gravy or chicken gravy? Beef gravy. Beef gravy all the way, right? Heck yeah. Beef mashed potatoes and that. One hundred percent, man. No offense to the chicken gravy, but as Jim gravy. Harbaugh once said, "Chicken's a nervous bird." <laughs> Although I really enjoy chicken, so. You know, I, Michigan, are they, like, for real this year? Are they actually going to do this thing and I don't know. make some noise? We'll see. They got they got the big one next weekend with well, Michigan State. It's a big one as far as the state goes. Not as proud, I know. really hope them and Ohio State are undefeated for that final game, though. It could be, like, was it 06 when it was 1 versus 2? I mean, this wouldn't be 1 versus 2, but I think well, it was 06. never know. Yeah. I think it was 06 where. Yeah. Yeah. But. Um, did you have any? I only had a few just because I knew we were playing this game, so I wanted to make it quick. So Not really. I mean, okay. I, I had no, 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 nothing. This one is an honorable mention for me. Kingpin. Oh, that's a good one. Right? Yeah, that's a good one. Well, come on. Now. Don't want to get Munson. Yeah. That, that's, just, a, that's a very good one. You know, that I might have to replace D2 with that. Uh, I wouldn't blame you. I wouldn't blame you. Mm-hmm. Um underrated yes yes great movie what, great. Was, you, what was yours i was gonna say the 
the uh, Texas State Soccer Championships from the Big Green. Because <laughs> you just thought of the same actor. That's exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's like yeah. <laughs> now the one I was going to bring up, but I don't think it counts because I don't know if competitive drinking is a sport. Are you going beer league, beer fest, or beer fest? Yeah. yeah. Oh, what Ham Porter, Hamilton Porter. There, yeah, yeah, yeah. Beer fest. Okay. Well, I mean, there's paddle. Yeah, I mean, and there's yeah, but yeah. Because man, does that not look like just the funnest place in the world to be? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it depends. Yeah, you know? uh. yeah. Or we could, you know, beer league the softball game if you wanted to. Yeah. <laughs> Karate Kid. Nobody wanted to see the crane or the whatever the caterpillar, whatever thing he does. What is it? Whooping crane. It's crane. It's a crane. Okay. Yeah. Or be Love there, when, Kai, or, be, or be there when he gets beaten up at the start of the movie, on the beach. That I'd, I'd probably rather do the uh, wax on, wax off. You know, he's got the knee, and then you know that. Yeah, Karate Kid. That'd be one. What about sudden death when Jean Claude Van Damme has a, has a prolonged fight with the Penguins mascot? <laughs> okay, Ace Ventura fighting the Eagles mascot at the Super Bowl, which is being played at home. Yeah, Dolphins Eagles Super Bowl. He's taking it to the... And then Dan Marino makes the uh, halftime comeback because he's rescued. Now, is this, this is just limited to a movie, or can this be a TV oh, show, we can too? can do a TV show. Oh, what about you go back in time to the Chicago City High School football championships and watch Al Bundy score four hoping, touchdowns? Yes, that one. How did nobody say that one? Well, nobody really said TV shows. So I maybe, said at the beginning. I okay, said it well, could be movies I, or TV okay, shows. Okay, so maybe that's why, because yeah. I, I wasn't thinking along that Yeah, that Al Bundy, a.k.a. Travis Kelsey now. If anybody gets the joke from last week, yeah. Which, uh, did you see Travis Kelsey post a montage of Al Bundy? No. Talking about the four touchdowns? He scored four touchdowns in the Chicago City High School Championship game. <laughs> uh, that would be a good one. That would. Or be else good I would one. go back in time and watch the uh, watch uh, Hank Hill in the Texas State Championship game where he broke his ankle oh, yeah. for King of the Hill. You are a big King of the Hill fan. King of the Hill is my favorite TV show of all time. That's that's saying something. That is saying something, but it's without question. There's really not any... Uh, ath- well, I'll take that back. I got one for you. What about one of those hockey games from Letterkenny? When they yeah, won the ship? Like, yeah. yeah, you could go watch the uh, the Provincials. Yeah. Yep. It would be worth it just to hear Shorzy chirp. Right, that's yeah. Thinking about that a little bit there. Okay. See, now we're starting. Yeah, if we did TV shows or like yeah, TV. Uh, a yeah, that that, that opens like that. it up a little bit. Because yeah, I know somebody said Friday Night Lights. Yep, and that could be the movie or the show. Yep, yep. That's going to do it for this episode of the Man Cave Podcast. Big thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Man Cave Podcast. And a reminder: never miss an episode of the Man Cave Podcast by subscribing to the Man Cave Podcast. We're already on your favorite podcasting platforms like iTunes, Spotify, Google, and Stitcher. And don't forget to give us a solid rating, too. That way other people can find the Man Cave Podcast. Until next time, I'm Dan Casper, and we'll see you in the Man Cave.